Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the state of the greater Toronto area real estate market. And we're sort of a little bit past mid-year right now when I'm recording this. It's the first week of August uh, in uh, 2022. And I think most people are well aware that we've had a big change, a sea change uh, in the state of the market since the beginning of the year. We started out in January and February going gangbusters like just like it's been over the past five years where there were tons of multiple offers, prices were going through the roof. And then we had a change because we had a, a small interest rate increase and figures came down for March, the sales were off a bit. And since that time, we've had several interest rate increases, uh, including the last one, which was a bombshell full percentage point increase on the 13th of July. So the market has pretty much stopped. We've had a, uh, I can read you the, uh, the numbers from the Toronto Real Estate Board, which are interesting. Uh, March, the sales were down year over year. They compare them from March of 2022 versus March of 2021. Sales were down 30%. April, they were down 41%. May, 38%. June, 41%. And July, a whopping 47% drop in sales uh, in the greater Toronto area. Now, that's all interest rate driven. Now, we're talking about sales numbers, not prices. Prices, however, have prices are sales are sort of a leading indicator and prices are more of a trailing indicator. But we also have seen a softening in prices in the greater Toronto area. The most recent figures, which was for July, which just came out a few days ago, uh, showed that we are up 1.2% year over year in prices. So that's good news. I guess we're up from July of 2021. But what that really means is that prices have gone back to where they were in 2021. Basically, we've lost a year. We've gone back one year in time. Contrast that to February, which was the peak of the market. At that point, we were up 27.7% year over year. So in February, we were up nearly 28%. Now we're up 1%. So I guess that means we've dropped about 25% or so uh, since the beginning of the year. Now, what does this all mean and where are we headed? There's a whole industry of people, especially on YouTube. There are channels that are devoted to uh, how the market's crashing and how we're going into a 1930s-style depression. And I, that's not true. Uh, that's not going to happen, not even close. However, we are in for a choppy period for the next 6 to 12 months for sure. And um, it's all interest rate driven. When you look at the fundamentals, uh, the fundamentals, I always, if you watched my previous videos, I always went on about how there were three things that drove the market. Low interest rates, tons of immigration into Canada and into the greater Toronto area, and a good local economy. At the moment, those three things are all still in place. We still have tons of immigration coming in. We still have a pretty good, a very good local economy where there's, there's job shortages, including great jobs, high paying jobs are going unfilled because there's just not enough people to, to fill them. Uh, the one thing that has changed is the interest rates. And they have gone up, definitely. Um, for example, variable rate mortgages. Uh, a year and a half ago, you could get a, a variable rate mortgage for around 2%. Today, they're around 4%. So that's a big jump in variable rate mortgages. And that's a, just a ballpark figure. I understand there's different banks with different rates, uh, but it's around 4%. And 
fixed five-year rates have moved up from around 4% to about 5%. So there's definitely been an increase in rates that are affecting consumers big time. So why are they doing this? The Bank of Canada, their mandate is to stop inflation. And so that what they found out is, my goodness, the prices in the grocery stores went up. Prices at the, at the fuel pump went up. And from their calculations, which I don't, I'm not sure I fully believe, they say we're at about 8% inflation. I think it's way more than that. But because of that, their mandate is to raise interest rates to kill off that inflation. Uh, they didn't really care uh, that house prices were going through the roof for the last five years. We were sort of just an afterthought. Once the price of groceries started to go up and the price of fuel for the car went up, then they decided to act. So now, and they're on a mission, make no mistake, the Bank of Canada is not going to stop raising rates. In fact, the next increase will probably be at their next meeting, which is scheduled for September the 7th, just a, a month away from now. And they're going to go up again at least half a point, maybe three quarters of a point. The same thing is happening in the United States with the Federal Reserve. They're doing the exact same thing. And in fact, our rates are basically locked in with the U.S. We're the, the, what we would call the prime rate, they call the Fed funds rate is 2.5%. We're the same as the U.S. So it's going on not just in Canada, but in North America and in Europe and other major economies. So when are they going to stop? Well, that's a very good question. I follow some people on the internet who are much smarter than me. They're economists, people like that. And they are saying, well, my logic would be, well, they're not going to raise rates any higher that would cause a, re a, a recession because that's the last thing that people want. However, I may be wrong on that. And it could be that the Bank of Canada and the Federal Reserve are going to deliberately cause a recession to stop inflation because a recession... Uh, decreases demand, and a, de a decrease in demand causes rates to go down. So that might happen. I don't know. I'm not making that prediction. And again, these are people who are smarter than me that are saying it could happen. So what should we do? We're, at, we're faced with a point where prices have gone back to where they were a year ago, uh, and there's a lot of softness in the market. Now, the one thing we need to understand is the real estate mar market is not some big homogenous thing like the real estate board pretends it is. It's not. It's a series of little local markets, and there's differences within the market. There are sort of niches within niches uh, in the market. So the condo market is completely different than single-family home market. Uh, single-family homes have dropped in price more, believe it or not, than condos have. Condos have held up pretty well. But even within the condo market, there are different markets. The condo market at Square One in Mississauga is completely different from the condo market downtown Toronto. They're two different animals, completely. So we have to be very careful when we're measuring. But I think it's safe to say that prices are going to stay soft. They've already come down. There's no question about it. And uh, if, you, if you have an agent, if you're thinking of selling your house or your condo, just keep in mind that prices are back to 2021 levels within 1% of that. Again, we are 1.2% above the July prices for July 2021. So we're kind of back a year. So keep that in mind if you're pricing your house. If you're a buyer, is it a good time to buy? You know what? It could be. It could be. Uh, you can make an argument that the worst time to buy is when, back in January, when there's bidding wars and there's 20 offers on every property that comes out and people pay 100000 or 200000 over asking. Uh, that's probably a bad time to buy. Right now, prices are down a little bit. Yes, rates are up. It's a little harder to qualify. You're going to qualify for less than you did in January. But there's no bidding wars. And that's a big bonus, I think, in my book. So there could be some opportunities now or going forward even more so uh, for buyers if you're looking to get into this market. 
Uh, if you're a seller, it's not the greatest time to sell right now. But if you have to sell, uh, just make sure you price your, your property correctly. Do not overprice it. If you overprice your house or condo, it's the kiss of death. It's going to sit there and it's not going to sell. You must get it out of your mind. We're no longer back in January. We're back in July of 2021. So price your property fairly and it should still sell. It might take a little longer than before, but properties, again, if we're down 47%, that means that 53% uh, of the sales activity is still taking place, albeit at a lower price point. There are certain strategies that I would not recommend right now. Uh, people who, investors who like to buy fixer-uppers, fix them up and then flip them. That's really, really a risky idea right now because after you've fixed up the house, uh, when it comes time to sell it, you might not be able to get your target price. In fact, it's likely that you won't. So that fixer-upper strategy or, or flipping houses is really a bad idea right now. Don't do it. But for the rest of us, if you're looking long-term, I mean, rates have gone up. Yes, they have, but they're still at historically low levels. If you can get a variable rate mortgage at 4%, that's still really cheap money. I mean, when you think about you're borrowing something on your credit card and it's 19 or 20 or 22% uh, to get money for a mortgage on a house, a mortgage loan on a house at 4% is still pretty decent. And yes, how have variable rate mortgages been affected? That's probably a topic for another video. Uh, but there are certain trigger points where, where for certain variable rate mortgages, the payments have gone up. But we'll talk about that on a different video. It's still pretty good, a pretty good time. Uh, I wouldn't rush into anything. Definitely take your time, shop around. Uh, but you'll be able to make an offer and you'll probably be not competing with anyone else. So it's actually a pretty good time to be a buyer. At any rate, going back to those fundamentals, which I talked about in previous videos, you know, we still have a great local economy here. We still have tons of immigration coming into the GTA. And now we've got Ukrainian refugees on top of uh, all the other people that are being admitted. And um, rent, the rental market, if you're an investor, the rental market is on fire because there's uh, all these factors contributing, plus the fact that a lot of people that had hoped to buy this year are probably not going to be able to. So they're going to continue renting. And that's uh, the rental market. I've never seen it so hot. It's ridiculous. There are, the, the place that there are bidding wars is in rentals, in leases. It's amazing. So hang in there, everybody. I don't think it's the end of the world, despite of some of the, what some of these channels on YouTube will tell you. Uh, I still believe in real estate. Yes, occasionally we have a down period. It's happened before and it will happen again. Um, I think we're going to see rising interest rates for the rest of this year. Uh, beyond that, I mean, I've al already seen predictions that they may lower rates slightly by next spring, but we don't know for sure. Nobody knows for sure. And if any agent or any uh, internet uh, guru tells you that they know exactly what's going to happen, walk away because nobody knows. Even the Bank of Canada doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. So anyways, folks, nice to touch base with you again. Thanks for coming back to my channel. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. And if you like what you see, give me a thumbs up. I'd appreciate it and consider subscribing to the channel. We're going to try to push out much more content in the, in the coming months. So thanks again for coming by and have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.